Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Business and Books with Molly McCord. Thank you for joining me. And we are going to have a great conversation today about whether or not you are ready to quit your job to be a full-time author or to fully dedicate yourself to your business endeavors. This is a big topic, and I'm going to give you some insights that not only I have witnessed and uh, seen with some of my clients and other authors and entrepreneurs, but I'll share with you uh, what what guided my decision-making process to really go full-time with this work. So I'm looking forward to sharing that information with you. If you are new to the program, welcome. This is a new program. Um, I've only been doing this for a few, uh, maybe two months now. Uh, we are live every when, excuse me, Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, the show is called Business and Books with Molly McCord because I am an author. I've written 10 books, and I'm also an entrepreneur who has worked with hundreds of clients around the world. And what I love doing is guiding and assisting more people follow their passion. I also believe that um, there is a need for realistic, practical guidance about this path. I see a lot of stuff online that's about the instant results, the instant success, a lot of exaggeration. And you know what? I am not buying what they're selling. I don't think that's real. I think it creates more anxiety more stress, more of the sense of why aren't I doing better and why are other people getting more results or they're more successful. I don't believe it. Um, I think that what, uh, you know, what I can tell you from years of, of business experience is that things take time and that's to be honored. And the, the fact that things take time is a good thing because you figure it out as you go. You realize what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Um, you get really clear about what you need in your business, what you need in your books, and the best ways to honor that in yourself. Now, my approach to sharing uh, this information is from a more uh, business-oriented It's a business-oriented view, but it's conscious. It's understanding that what we bring, the parts of ourselves we bring into business are the parts of ourselves that we bring to our readers, we bring to our clients and our customers. So there's an understanding how everything's interconnected and that we can say, you know, that we're we're professional, but our professional overlaps with our personal. Um, It's all intermingled. And how do we use the best of ourselves out in the world uh, to make money, to connect with people, to really enjoy what we do and create. I think all of that is important, and it makes it a really exciting time to be an author or an entrepreneur. Uh, When I say entrepreneur, I also mean a solopreneur, a mompreneur, a person who is uh, teaching, guiding, Uh, You're maybe a healer, you're a yoga teacher, um, you're a coach, you're a nutritionist, you have a specialty, and you know that that specialty can not only help other people and serve other people, but it's a way to make money and to enjoy your professional life. So that's really who I connect with, and I am excited to uh, get to know more of the listeners here. And 
please know that you can check out more of my offerings at online, and that is where you'll find more videos. Uh, just sign in and you have access to the full library of videos that I have for you there. Uh, there is a section for authors and there's a section for entrepreneurs, um, and they overlap. So you might want to check out both section, sections. Uh, but that is uh, a growing database of free information. And I also have some webinars and other resources. Again, mollymccord.online. Um, I have been, like I said, I've been doing this work for a long time, but I've only gotten this uh, up and running, this website. So I'm, I'm excited again to connect with more people who are ready for this information. So today, should you quit your job? And we're going to call it that J-O-B job, that one where you're maybe in a corporate position or you've been doing something for a long time that is your bread and butter. It's essential to your livelihood, but you know it's not your passion. And there's a part of you that wants to do something else uh, that's ready for more, more of that satisfaction even of just loving what you do every day. And I do believe that that is really important in our lives overall, to have that sense of what you do every day is motivating. It's satisfying. You know it has value. It's your passion. And there's a wonderful quote where, you know, when you are following your passion and offering it to the world, it doesn't feel like work, right? You're just doing what you love. And I do believe that that's what many of us aspire to. And also, at the same time, we have practical concerns we need to take into consideration. So I'm going to just dive right in here and uh, share with you what I have observed and what I have seen that has worked and not worked for other people. Now, I consider authors to be going into business for themselves. And so when I talk about authors and entrepreneurs in this show, I believe that those titles overlap. Uh, because an author, an author is very much establishing their business, and their name is on the cover of their business. So please know that I do um, use these these uh, titles uh, to to be something that you can you know you'll understand when it applies to you. So any something you have to understand about starting your own business and books is that you're building up relationships with people who are just getting to know you. And you can offer something for free that doesn't make you money, but it gets people in the door and they meet you. You want to start generating money, of course, for your programs, books, services, anything that you sell. And when you're doing that online, it's a more crowded playground. There's a lot going on. And in this day and age, it's much more pay to play. You have to pay to advertise on Facebook. You pay to advertise your books uh, through different marketing channels. You pay um, to, to do anything, really, to get yourself out there. And so paying requires money, right, <laughs> um, which is essential to getting a business going. Now, you know this, you know this, but that money is different than the money you need to pay your bills and to pay your rent, to pay your mortgage. 
what happens is people can get really focused on what they need to get a business going, and they don't always pay themselves first, or they don't pay themselves for a while. I would say, um, depending on the business and the business model, it, it could be three years you don't pay yourself. Because everything you're making back, you put back into marketing and your ad campaigns and your um, online, you know, your website, anything that you're doing. So keep in mind that when you're getting something going, you can make money, but that doesn't mean you're able to pay your bills with that money. It takes time to build up a platform of financial stability. And this is something that I take seriously and I've actually advised clients about. I have one client who was like, well, I'm ready to, to just start this. I have um, a date in mind. I'm just going to start doing my business and I'm, I'm going to put in my notice for my corporate job. And I told her, okay, well, let's play this scenario through. What happens when that day arrives and you've just, you no longer go back to that office, you no longer have that paycheck what are you going to do? Do you have a savings account? Are you, do you, is your mortgage paid off? I mean, do you not have to worry about that? You know, what are you really going to do for your everyday costs? Because you cannot expect the new business to all of a sudden take off. Um, we all want that. You know, you want the best seller with your first book. You want something big to hit. But that is lightning striking. That is a unicorn. That doesn't happen. And so you can have that dream but you should not have that expectation. Rather, you have to look at what do you need to sustain your life for a minimum of one year while building up this business. And I even say um, three years. Like you need, to, you need to give it three years before you're really making good money. And some people are going to scoff at that and they're going to say, no way, I know someone who did this and this and they made you know, their six figures in a year. And to them, congratulations, that's phenomenal. But I don't think that's common. And if, you're, if that happens to you, that is exciting and wow, you're really ahead of the curve if you make your first uh, six figures in a year. That can happen. But usually the people who do that, they already have certain resources that they've developed. For example, they have uh, a mastermind group or they've already been developing clients or they already have connections and networks in place that support their business. In other words, they're not starting at zero. Because when you're starting at zero, you're really having to generate all of this over time. It doesn't just happen. It's just like with a new author. You, it takes time to gather your readership, to find those people who want your book. And you have to stand out in a crowded marketplace and make them click, yes, I want to buy this book over all the other books. So I'm going to take a risk on this new author. All of that takes the, the time. It takes marketing. It takes money. And sometimes the strategy is that you don't make any money in order to generate that following, the clients or the readership. So there's no one answer, of course, for everyone. There's no way it could be. But what I want to share with you that's really important is that it generally takes time to develop the connections with people. And those people 
might not buy anything from you for a year or two years. They're getting to know you. They're figuring out they trust you. They're making sure that what you offer is a value to them. So all of this is about relationship building and how when you're starting off with your books and your business, you're really looking for the right people who get what you're about and who understand the benefits of what you're offering. Now, there's ways to be making money uh, as you're building up your business. Uh, Again, there's so many different ways to do that. But what it comes down to is that doesn't mean the money you make is going to be financially stable to just take the place of your regular paycheck. So it depends on how you use money, the money in your life. It depends if you have a partner, a spouse, someone else who can help um, shoulder the financial stuff while you go full-time. Right? That of course that's that's realistic. I know off the top of my head, I know seven people who either have financial support from their partners or they have another job, a full time job that they do where they get their regular paycheck while they are developing their online business or while they are writing their books. And you might not see that online. That might not be disclosed. That might not be something you would ever know. But that's what I've seen is that a lot of people are doing an overlap. And they're using the time that they have um, maybe after work or on the weekends or, you know, they take a week off, uh, use their vacation time, and they put that towards this passion. And I've really found that that is the way to go for a lot of reasons um, that just help you get stronger about this next endeavor. The overlap. The overlap of I need my paycheck, I need some stability, but I know I'm not going to be here in this job or what have you long term. It's like you can give yourself a timeline. And I find that that works really well um, because it motivates you, right? It's like, okay, if I give myself a year, another year at this job, my full-time job, while I'm building up this other side business, my side hustle, if you will, or I am writing my first book or I'm writing my first three books, that year is your timeline. And so that's really what I recommend is to give yourself a timeline of where you want to be so that you can have this business up and running and going and strong. And it doesn't feel like a huge financial risk. It doesn't feel like it takes you um, into too much anxiety, which is common. It's really common. And and it's okay. It's interesting because it's okay to have anxiety about starting something new, following a dream, following a passion, and you wonder, is this going to happen? Are people going to um, connect with what I'm selling? Uh, You know, there's a lot that comes up around that. But I feel like the one thing you can control more is the financial aspects of it, which, frankly, you should be very smart about for yourself. I mean, if you're someone who never worries about money, great. (laughs) You're probably more ready to take a bigger risk. 
But if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're worried about your student loans or your credit card debt or, you know, your mortgage or what if this happens or what if that happens, I really recommend and have seen that going slow, going slow pays off. And to see that full-time job and that full-time paycheck as a gift, as something to be grateful for, um, allowing yourself to have one foot in the door and one foot in another in another place. That year, let's say you give it a year where you're doing your full-time job as you're writing or you're building up this next thing. Allow that to motivate you. Allow that to be a good reminder and check-in point that when things at the full-time job get uh, challenging or difficult or a struggle, that you can just remember, well, I'm not going to be here forever. So you can be in the place but not of the place, right? You can be more of that observer, more detached. Um, Of course, showing up with integrity to do your work and what you're hired and paid to do, but there's a sense of you know you're – planning for something bigger. If money is not a concern for you, you have a wealthy or stable partner, someone who can support you, someone who's really um, there for you to make this transition, who takes the bills off the table, well, then you might have a different approach where you understand that the next year you still have to put into building up the following, the relationships, the people the people that you're going to connect with. And understanding, too, that when you have, full, when you have more time, more hours in the, the day to devote to this, uh, of course you're going to accelerate faster because then you have eight hours, uh, ten hours a day. Um, I remember those days. That was before I was a mom. I, I did so much work. I finished three books in one year. I was pumping out all these webinars and classes and programs. I was going so strong. And then I became a mom, and I, my son is two. And so I've really been adjusting to what that means with my schedule and his schedule and priorities, and it looks completely different. And so I don't have eight hours a day to put towards my business, and I have to make really uh, key choices about that. But, you know, the only things we have, we have time to work with every day. And so how can you put the time into what really matters for your work, for the long term? Developing a readership, there's ways to do that um, through so many different online online channels. And People are taking a risk on you to buy your books, to check you out. Um, There's ways that they are more likely to click and buy. Um, But usually um, it's not until you have multiple books that you really make money. And I talk about this in one of the videos on my website uh, at mollymccord.online, so I'm not going to repeat the video. But essentially um, what I say is that one book makes you an author, but many books makes you money. And so some authors will use the strategy of they will write three books in a series and they'll release them all at once. So they'll wait until those three books are finished, publish them, hit publish, uh, all at the same time so that a reader um, can read one book and then buy two more. And so that's how those authors can make more money. In fact, that's actually pretty common advice. 
um, in the author world is don't worry about marketing until you have at least three or four books to market. Uh, I think that's really smart advice because you spend a lot of time and money marketing, and when you have more products to sell, that marketing effort goes further. When you have the time to devote to developing your programs, uh, your offers, building up your client list, uh, whether that's one-on-one sessions or group work, all of that, um, you want the effort and time you put into those offerings, uh, you want to make those offerings evergreen. So you can keep generating money with them and you can keep bringing in new people uh, while making money for them. So that's one of the things that you should find is that you you absolutely can start a new business and bring in new clients and make money and then rinse and repeat. Keep doing that. You don't have to always reinvent the wheel, although maybe you want to and, and that motivates you. But it's understanding that once you create something, you can keep using it uh, to build up your business, and you can keep using it to bring in new clients and new people and to use it as an ongoing revenue generation. So that's one thing that's really important here is that um, as you build it up, let's say that first year, you're going to see the reality of what it looks like. You'll see how much effort you have to put forward to get people to sign up for something, to enroll, to buy, to download. And you'll know then, okay, wow, it's more work than I thought. Um, Facebook ads are really popular right now, and some people have had great success, and some people have had real disappointments. And the, what I've found, too, with the key for Facebook ads is knowing that, um, first of all, you should read books on it. You should study it before you invest real money. And you should be prepared to do testing, where you test different ads, you test different um, places you're targeting to see what gets the response you want. And that can take a few weeks or a month. It's really rare for an ad to just take off an ad where you're selling something um, because you have to fine-tune it and make sure you're finding the right people. So you want to make sure that you're reading up on it and that you understand how it works. Same with any kind of ad platform these days, is that it's generally about uh, narrowing it down and being more specific before opening it up and spending more money. So these are the things you want to learn as you go. And again, it takes time. It takes figuring it out. Um, sometimes it requires taking classes to learn this stuff. Uh, to take programs to understand how it all works. I think it's also important to find you know, where your target market is and where they hang out. Are they in person? Are they online? Are they both? You know, there's so many ways this can, this can show up. And, and you have to find out, okay, how do I go to these places and get their attention and basically begin developing relationships with those people who might be interested in what I'm doing? You can do conferences and you can do expos and you can do online things. I mean, again, so many ways to get out there these days, which is so exciting. And you don't have to do it just one way. That's something I've loved about being an indie author 
is that I do a lot of my marketing online. I'm not someone who wants to go and sit in a bookstore and do book signings. Um, Typically, those are a lot of effort for very little reward, depending on the kind of books you write for. There's there's different variables, of course. Um, But it also depends on your personal preference. Um, I, I like working at home. I like being able to get a lot done on the computer. And that's what works for me. Plus, I live in a smaller town, and it's not as easy <laughs> to go to the bigger, uh, the bigger destinations or bookstores. And so you don't have to do the traditional book tour these days to find readers or to get their attention. There's so many different ways you can work, or you can work to find readers. And so I think that all the options and possibilities for getting yourself out there are really exciting, but you have to figure out what works for you and and also experience sort of the trial and errors of that, which we all do and no one talks about, <laughs> but it's true. You know, we all have our trials and errors. We all have our things that didn't happen as we thought they would or they happened and we couldn't believe it. Um, I've been working with clients one-on-one for oh boy I mean at least I'd say 10 years now and most of the most of the people are word of mouth and that's the gold that's the best thing is word of mouth but that takes time and it's not reliable and it doesn't mean that someone's going to book an appointment every you know I'm not going to have a new client every week I never know when the new clients will come in so it's about getting it going, getting it going, and uh, making those connections and knowing that it will be more of a marathon than a sprint, just to use an overactive cliche. Um, but that's really the reality of it. And I want to offer you that so that you have the right expectations and you understand that it's something that most people experience, Um it's also understanding that, you know, everything we want, we usually have to work for. And are you willing to work for it? It could be that, let's say, you have your full-time job and you do this for a year. Maybe you don't like it as much as you thought you would. Right? That's fair. You realize, oh, it's harder to write this story than I realized. It's harder to to bring all this together, I need more time. Um, or you could realize, well, I have a good business idea, and yet I need more support executing it. Or maybe I'm not ready to have all this on my plate. There's things you find out along the way. And they are all check-in points for what you really want. And there's times when <laughs> you could just want to throw it all away and not touch it again. But then you can come right back to it and say, no, I really, really want this. I realize now more than ever, I still really want this. I had a really good conversation with a friend of mine about how we have so many ideas in our brains about different things we want to do or say or offer or put together, but we've both learned that doesn't mean it's a good business idea. That doesn't mean people are going to pay for it. That doesn't mean it's going to be a sustainable source of income. So these are all the things or some of the things that come up as you're, as you're doing all this. Now, one of the um, 
Oh, I was going to tell you my story about this because my story about going, I, I was full-time in my corporate job. Actually, I take that back. I was part-time. I was a consultant. I worked from home part-time, uh, 20 hours a week, and making six figures, so a really good job, right? You know I mean, don't kill the golden egg, Gold, golden goose who lays the golden egg. <laughs> um, so I had a really good situation. I thought, okay, well, if I only work 20 hours a week and I can make money, well, then surely the other 20 to 30 hours a week in the work week I can use to write my books. And what I discovered was that that was not the case at all because this part-time job uh, became very consuming and it would be more than 20 hours a week at times. And when it wasn't 20, even when it was just 20 or 25 hours a week, it still took up a lot of my brain and energy outside of those hours. And I learned that it was really hard for me to move between my left brain and my right brain, from my right brain to my left brain. Consumed by what I had to do and my responsibilities and the meetings and the deadlines and thinking about solutions and strategies and all this stuff, that it didn't matter that it was just a 20 or 25 hour a week paid job, it consumed much more time for me than that. And so I really didn't have the ability to do my writing. And that was just something I figured out along the way because I thought, oh, well, I'll block off time on my calendar to write. Nope, it didn't happen. I would have a meeting come up at the last minute or I'd have a new deadline or something I had to work on. And so I didn't have the ability to focus on the writing and the other thing I realized is that even when I wanted to write, I was just too tired, and I wasn't in the right frame of mind, and I was just zapped. So I realized at some point that you know, the way I was going to break free of this was, again, to give myself a timeline. And I did. I gave myself about six months. And I was saving money, and I was lucky to have someone um, that I was sharing my expenses and living costs with, so that wasn't all on me, which I'm very grateful for. Um, if it was all on me, I would have had to do a longer timeline just to save more money. But I made sure that I had the money I needed in my savings account. And, you know, I could feel secure about that and not stress about it. And then I gave myself a date, and at that date is when I was really okay to let this part-time consulting work go and truly jump in to the writing. And so that timeline, that transitional timeline, allowed me to get ready, to start planning, to make notes, to say, okay, what do I, want, what do I really want to write about knowing that I'm going to have the time to do it? Even if it's not right now, it's coming. It's on the horizon. So, it's understanding how the overlaps can support you, help you get clearer, help you get motivated, help you plan accordingly, and also maybe alleviate some of that anxiety or pressure to be doing it all. If you watch the show Shark Tank, which is here in the U.S., I think it's called The Dragon's Den in Canada, and I don't know what it's called in other countries, but um, it's it's a weekly show, and it's where entrepreneurs 
present their ideas to the sharks, who are their uh, venture capitalists who provide the funds uh, to invest in their company and to support it going bigger, taking off, etc. And it's important to watch these shows, to hear other entrepreneurs' stories, to hear what the time they put in, what they had to figure out, um, the effort, the struggle. They weren't paying themselves. They messed up. You know, they put in all this time and they made this much. It's, it just helps you see how it works and how it plays out in so many different ways. And I think that it's good to just hear that it's so common for many people to be doing two things at once. And you can be building up a passion on one hand and you're busy doing something else with the other hand. It's like that's kind of how, that's the norm, I would say. Um, Because, again, you're making this transition into a new place of financial stability um, that takes time to figure out. And it could be that you make a lot of money at once, and in that scenario, it would be very wise to save it just to see how things play out, just to see if that is sustained, if you continue to make that much money every month or every quarter. Um, because it can be a, that's a huge variable, and it's, it's a reality of our lives, right, that we need the money to sustain what we're doing. So if you have a good plan, a good timeline, um, some things in place that help you with the transition, you're going to be ready. You're going to be ready and even perhaps in a much better place than if you were to just quit cold turkey, quit the full-time job cold turkey. Now, needless to say, everyone has a different scenario with this and different variables. And if you're looking at the calendar and you're thinking, well, 2018 is really when I'm ready to write my book. Um, well, writing a book is different than publishing. So where it depends where you're at with that. If you've already written a book and you're ready to publish it, that's exciting. It, then it requires the ongoing marketing, um, the ongoing sales, uh, the ongoing training and understanding of how the different ad platforms work. And so, again, it takes time. So I'm not going to gloss over things. You you can sense that by now. I'm not going to try and make it sound like, oh, your dream is just waiting. Um, it is waiting, and it takes work to make it a reality. So how much do you want it? How much is it important to you? How much are you willing to put into it? Time, resources, training, money. And, and allow these choices to guide you step by step by step by step and you learn so much along the way I mean I look back on when I launched some things and I learned so much about what to keep and what to drop and what I liked and what I didn't like Um, I love working one-on-one with people and I love working in certain groups but I don't like big groups like I will never be someone who has a huge group on Facebook of 10,000 people. That doesn't that doesn't feel right for me. I'm someone who likes the personal connections, the the way that I can individually help each person. And that's the kind of thing you figure out too um, with your business is how you want to relate to people. Some people are phenomenal with groups. 
and they only want to work with groups, right, whether that's in person, um, at a yoga studio, Pilates, um, meditation, you know, what have you, you, in a gym, training, you want to work with groups. Or you could find, no, I really want to do one-on-one. Well, each approach has their pros and cons to making money and how to sustain that. So there's a lot to figure out, and that's what I think makes it exciting because you have the ability to tailor it to what fits for your, uh, your energy, your preferences, and also to figure out how much you still want it after putting in the time and energy and seeing what it takes. I think it was actually Gary Vee um, who has written a book about how it takes people, you know, two years to buy something from you. And that's after seeing it many times um, or, or after marketing it and understanding that just because you make something doesn't mean people are going to buy it. I have had things flop, believe me after putting in a lot of time and effort. It was a good reality check. Okay, I'm going to go back and rework this. I'm going to go back and, you know, do this again. So that's just part of our path. It's just part of how um, business is these days. And I, I want to give people a realistic understanding of that. So do you think you should, after hearing this information, it's good to check in and say, well, should you quit your full-time job? And, what does that look like for you? What does that plan look like? And are you ready? And maybe you've already been putting in the time and energy and you're ready to leap and to go for it. And that is so exciting because it's a really awesome time to be an author and to be an entrepreneur and to share your work and messages in the world. It's awesome, awesome time. And there's more work to be done in the future. So as long as that is where you are coming from, again, it connects with this being your passion. You see if something's really your passion. And then when you know it is your passion and you're looking to monetize it, that's when it becomes the business. Because all of us can have a passion about something, right? Maybe your passion is golf. Um, your, your passion is a, you know, another sport. It's like you can have a passion, but how do you monetize it? And so getting that going is worth it. It can be exhilarating and a lot of work, and you figure it out as you go. So as long as you have that expectation about the path ahead, I think you'll be stronger, I think you'll be well-equipped, and I think you'll just know, okay, I'm going to have some things that fall through the cracks, I'm going to have some things that really rise up. And it's, that's all of it. That's what it is to work for yourself, is you have the full spectrum of stuff. Coming up on the next uh, few weeks, I have some really great um, episode topics that we're going to look at um, to further support you uh, with what you're doing. Um, in December, I'm going to talk about why do I feel so uncomfortable promoting myself. I mean, raise your hand if self-promotion is your least favorite thing to do. I'm going to have a show about that. I'm going to talk to you about some of the business trends that are unfolding for 2018. We're going to look at that. And I'm going to talk about sales conversion tactics here 
pretty soon, specifically what I call the con, the hustle, and the exaggerations. Yes, that's right. Um, Conning, hustling, exaggerating, all sales conversion tactics. I'm going to talk about that more next week. Last week we talked about uh, the comparison game and why does it look like everybody else is doing better. Please um, you know, feel free to listen to that show and any of the previous episodes of this uh, podcast. And I hope that they support you and help you as you bring together more pieces of what you're doing and continue to build up the business and books of your dreams. And be sure to check out my website, online for more uh, webinars and videos uh, with more information and stories. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I look forward to connecting with you every Monday. And in the meantime, I hope you have a beautiful week ahead and take good care. Bye-bye. Thank you.